0: Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen balance and relationship advisor for bold women in business and a few brave men. How are you guys enjoying this month's theme with Selfish September? I hope it's been incredible for you. The first two weeks, we dug down on redefining what selfish means and kind of taking away that negative connotation that most people have when they think of the word selfish or when someone says, yes, I'm selfish. They usually say, you know, assume that that's a a negative thing and we've redefined it. Selfish is really taking care of you before you take care of anyone else so that you can, in fact, be selfless. We talked about not apologizing and living, learning to avoid by confronting. And this week is going to be kind of a short and sweet dig down into protecting your me time. I'm going to share a few things that I do for myself and that I recommend for our clients, um, both individual clients as well as corporate clients that we work with, especially around uh, protecting your me time so that you can do more of what you want and not just what you need, which makes you have, allows you to have rather a whole lot more energy and fuel to go after those things that are really essential in your business, in your life, and in your relationships to really do and be the best you that you can be. So just diving right in, I really want to talk about something that um, for those of you who have been following me from the 5 a.m. Wake and Breakthrough Days on Periscope through Balance Beam, our old podcast and all that good stuff and all the iterations we've been in, with just finding new ways to communicate the message, you know, boundaries is super heavy for me. It is probably, you know, second to self-management and energy management. Your boundaries are the most essential thing that you can do for yourself to really make sure that you're keeping you on the top of that list for for lack of another phrase. So I'm gonna just run down a few different ways to implement, infuse, be mindful of, recognize uh, when it's a place and space for you to have boundaries. So let's just start with your Morning. I usually start with nighttime, but I'll start with morning to just kind of reverse it and change up the game a little bit. In the morning, you guys know you've heard me talk about it before. It's really important for you to have your power up. And although I'm not going into the heavy aspects of all the many, many different ways you can have a power-up routine that literally powers your energy up, powers your mind, powers your body, powers your spirit so you can get in alignment to take over the world, you know, whatever it is you plan to take over, to do, uh, to rectify, to confirm, or to just implement that day. Um, I'm speaking of it from a place of protecting that time so that you have your power-up time. I was talking to my son who uh, is 21. Well, he'll be 21 in a month. And we were talking about the kind of crazy schedule he's had with these 12 hour plus work days and looking for another job. And he's a filmmaker in the making and all these different things he has on his uh, plate as a lot of young, high achieving, ultra achieving uh, I, you know, I guess he is officially a millennial. Millennials do. It makes me feel so wise right now. Notice I didn't say old. But with all of that, we were looking at his schedule because he's a true creative, like the tactile. He needs to put a paintbrush or a spray paint bottle or can in his hand and really go to work um, touching and feeling whatever his art that he creates that's not something you can necessarily do on your lunch break, right? It's not even something you'll uh, have the energy to do per se at the end of your day or in a at the middle of the night because there's other people to consider. There's neighbors, if you're out back trying to take care of whatever this power up is for you, you know, to get your energy going and make room for your creative, if that's what you need to make room for. So we really looked at his schedule and was like, listen, you need to put this at the top of your morning. So a traditional power up for me is, Having that prayer meditation time, really setting aside time to listen to God, to talk to God, to pray and to worship, as well as doing some other physical things for myself, like my trampoline or my spin bike or or whatever, like those little things are part of my power up. For him, you know, young, physical, healthy, strong body, he don't have no weak knees or weak back yet like some of us (laughs) might have, he doesn't necessarily need to go for his run in the morning. That is something that he honestly feels really comfortable doing at the end of his day. That's fine. He has a different structure to his day and a different level of energy. But he needs to put his most protective thing that gives him the most mental fuel possible, which is his creative time, in the morning. So he had to put boundaries around that. That means you don't make yourself available for anybody unless it is an emergency or give things categories like levels to it. You know, level one for some people could be, you know, this is a level one issue. My mom is calling, she just wants to talk. I haven't talked to her in three days. Okay, guess what? At level one, if you know that that's what it's about, You don't answer the phone. You don't even look at your phone other than setting your timer to make sure you can stay in accordance with whatever your schedule needs are for the morning if you need to use your phone, which most of us do for that if you're not using a a more traditional alarm clock so that's a level one a level two might be my mom and dad (laughs) hint hint my parents are you know in the other room and they've asked me to make sure I handle something before I leave and they need to clarify and communicate whatever the directions of that are well guess what we can wait 20 30 or 45 minutes too unless we've you know, send him a message saying, listen, it's important. As soon as you wake up, come see us, come talk to us, that kind of thing. That's considered a level two. A level three would be something a lot more high level. You may want to either cut your creative time, or it may be something that you do need to handle, look at, respond to before you go head first into your creative time. But it's very few things, very few emergencies that should fall or urgencies, I'll say, that should fall in level three. And obviously a level four is red alarm. That is an emergency. You know, something's going on with yourself, your your sibling, your sister, your intimate partner, something you need to get out the door. You most likely won't be able to execute any amount of time for your power up then because, you know, duty calls as a responsible uh, friend, parent, relative, whatever your, you know, your I don't want to say burden is, but whatever your responsibilities are. So put things in levels, which is what we had the conversation with him about is you need to to give everything a level and really protect your time. And it's as easy as having a conversation with the people that matter the most that you feel you need to have the conversation with to give them a heads up because they're not used to you carving out this time from 5.15 to 6 a.m. or for something in the morning or maybe 6.30 to 7. Maybe they're just not used to it. You can let them know, listen, I'm trying something new to see if I can shift my energy a little bit. Uh, so I really reprioritize my day. So from this hour to this hour, this minute to this minute, I will not be available in the morning unless it is super urgent. Uh, so just give everyone a heads up that matter That doesn't mean send a mass text to people you haven't talked to in 10 years or the dude that you have coffee with, you know, after work a few times a week. That's it's not essential. If they're calling you during your power up time of morning that I have questions for you anyway, Um, in terms of what they think your relationship is with them in the first place. Uh, so protect your protect your me time in the morning. And if your power up has nothing to do with creative juices flowing and, you know, painting or poetry or writing uh, songs or stories or any of that, that's totally fine. But most people do better with protecting some time in the morning for them to just kind of wind up to your for your day. And Putting those boundaries around that time is extremely important. No one should be able to interrupt it. The harder thing for people has been, and I hear this from clients all the time, around meetings. There's so many meetings, right? There's meetings about meetings. And, you know, if you work in an organization, there's not very much you can do about those mandatory meetings that you have to participate in other than, you know, giving suggestions to do it more efficiently so you can be more effective in the meeting. But I know how that goes, you know, depending on the culture of the organization, depending on the division within that organization, not everybody's listening or, or ready to do something different. Some people are really stuck in stagnation and really kind of you know fixing themselves in these boxes of outdated norms you can't change everyone right but you can change you so when someone asks you for a meeting so I'm not talking about the group-based collaborative meetings that there's really nothing you can do about Um, as a a part of a a bigger conglomerate and maybe even for as an entrepreneur if you've kind of set some things as staples but for your one-on-one meetings your coffee networking meetings your prospecting meetings you can put those at a more effective time of the day something I had to do myself because I'm an early riser so for me it's nothing to take a a meeting at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. to meet someone a half an hour away that's nothing because you know my energy's high what I realized though is it was great to get those meetings out the way and all that. But by the time I'm done, quote unquote, being on, running around, driving the train, walking, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, I don't have a lot of sit still Capacity left in me. So even though I may have the creative energy flowing to continue to problem solve for the day or to, you know, write proposals and do different things, maybe I still had that mentally, but now I don't want to sit behind my desk. You know, that part of me is gone because I've been, you know, up and moving and I'm actually a little bit too pumped and too fueled because I actually thrive off of the energy of others the same way I can absorb negative energy and I have to be really careful about that, which is a whole different conversation for many of you out there who are empaths and very highly sensitive and and really feel the energy of other people. That's a completely different podcast to be completely honest. But that aside, I realized that it was ineffective for me to take those early morning meetings on a regular basis. Now, sometimes it just is what it is with your clients, if that's the time you have your sessions, um, if that's the type of work you do, or like you know, we talked about a few minutes ago, if it's a stapled meeting that there really isn't anything you can do about. But when given the opportunity now, I've shifted all of my meetings and sessions and everything that can be shifted to the afternoon. So if you were to call me today and say, Nikita, I really wanna talk to you about ABC XYZ, whatever it is, I guarantee you, when you look at my calendar, you're not gonna see anything before 11.30 a.m. You're just not going to see it. And it's not because I'm twiddling my thumbs before 11.30 a.m. because I'm up early, I'm doing stuff, I'm getting things done. But I realized I needed to put better boundaries around my time so that I could do the things that matter the most, the things that I absolutely can't keep putting at the end of the day and on the back burner and get those out of the way. Um, And it's very few exceptions that I make to do anything before 11.30 a.m. unless, of course, it's uh, related to something, you know, that I'm, best at, like when I'm empowering people, when I'm solving a problem from a stage and I'm working with a client, like obviously if it's an 8 a.m. micro retreat breakfast, I'm going to get it done, right? That's very different. And I consider that to be something that's on that higher level um, versus a, a first or second time conversation or a virtual tea, which I absolutely love, but I'd rather have them in the afternoon when I can get some other more pressing work done. So that's work for me as well as for clients that I've recommended that to. I also select days that I do meetings. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my quote unquote networking days, days when I'm meeting people for one to one, small groups, any networking event that I go to. Typically, if it's a standing networking event or something that I'm likely to participate in more than once, I try to find the ones that fall on those days. You know, first Tuesdays, second Thursdays, third Wednesdays, you know, that kind of thing. Um, granted, there's also always those outliers. There's a conference happening on a Monday or Uh, some kind of power lunch on a Friday. Of course, I am strategic and flexible. So deliberately, I will try those things out and see how it works. But it is highly unlikely for me and my energy capacity for me to commit to being a regular at something that falls on a Monday and Friday. It's extremely unlikely because I have, my Mondays and Fridays are the lab days when I get to do all of my writing. I can work in my pajamas or some shorts all day if I want. I'm most likely not leaving the office and my office happens to be in my home or whatever plane train and automobile I'm on at the time. And Fridays are when I get to do this. I love to record my podcast, do the interviews. I do them all on Fridays. It's a great way. I know some people like to wind down on Friday, but as an entrepreneur, I'm kind of winding up for all the great things that are happening during the weekend. And I still work on weekends, um, even if it's a few hours at a time. So uh, Mondays and Fridays are very, very protected. You might wanna protect your Monday and Friday for the opposite reason. If you know you're slow to wind into your week that may be protecting your Monday so people don't get that dragging energy from you that, like that, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm back at work energy. Maybe you shouldn't, even if you have to be physically at work, maybe you shouldn't schedule one-on-one meetings or small group meetings or participate in anything on a Monday that requires to, requires you to be in a higher level energy than you typically know that you want to be, forget need to be and can be that maybe you just don't want to be. And, you know, you can apply that same science to the other end of the week um, in terms of Friday. I do have a, a couple clients that come to mind that actually are the opposite. They are totally fine Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, but they absolutely barricade a block around Wednesday. They don't take any meetings on Wednesdays at all. They actually don't even like conference calls, phone sessions, anything, because the middle of the week is when they're really just trying to recalibrate, check check their midweek flow. Have I accomplished everything? Is there anything that needs to be revamped for the, the rest of the week, that kind of thing. So it's all different ways that you can do do it. But in terms of being unapologetically selfish about taking care of yourself, look at what works for you. Try something for 30 days and just see, you know what? The Wednesday thing worked best for me. I'm I'm fine that way. Or I guess, you know what? Maybe Thursday is the better day to block off and kind of just make sure that you don't have to run around or, or do all those unnecessary things. What blocking off this time also does for you and scheduling specific times of day to take meetings or specific days that maybe all day, Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, you prefer to have your meetings regardless of what time. What that also does is it allows you to work around that when you have personal things to take care of. If you know that you have small children or have caregiving responsibilities for an older parent or maybe even your spouse or whatever the case is or yourself for doctor's appointments, you know that you're not gonna schedule doctor's appointments that you can control things that are not urgent, of course, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because those are high level days for touch and interaction and phone calls and meetings. And you don't wanna have to reschedule all those things and put it in a a week where it makes you have a heavier week. So now that you have a protected, for example, that Monday, Friday, That's when you make your appointments on Mondays and Fridays or when you would schedule any kind of personal appointment, because those are the days that you can kind of scale back anyway. You don't have to reschedule a bunch of stuff. You might even be able to get some writing done right there in the the lobby of the doctor's office if you needed to. You know, it's a more flexible day for you to do it. So it helps you um, in the other side of your life as well, not just on the work work side of things. And also for, you know, your relationship, extended vacations that works really well. if you have, like I have those protective Mondays and Fridays, if my husband and I want to do a staycation, we can do a Friday through Monday staycation, which feels almost like a full week, but no one knew that I was missing from the world, that I was off the grid, right? Because they wouldn't have had access to my calendar anyway. Um, You know, and obviously I get to schedule when the podcast happens and all that good stuff. So I can just block those days ahead of time on the calendar. So people can't accidentally schedule that time, which is why I use a automatic calendar that people can open up based on the type of appointment that they're using, which helps me tremendously. And you do not have to be an entrepreneur to have something like that. You can do it unless you have some kind of security restrictions for inside your organization. You can do it for personal things. When people want to invite you to a bunch of stuff, I have a link for my family. Okay, I really want to get together and you know, I just haven't seen you out while. Great, here's a link. There's a specific flexible schedule for my family instead of us going back and forth through five different text messages. Don't nobody have time for that. That's just a reality. (laughs) I mean, occasionally you have to do it with like, you know, like I do it with my mother-in-law or my mom or something they're they're not going to click a link that's just the reality. But like first level cousins and all of that are more my age group, more into technology. I sure enough will send them a link and that way they can just figure out what works for their schedule so we don't have to go back and forth. So it's time efficient. It gives them boundaries. They get to see without being disappointed and feeling rejected. Oh, you can't do this day or that day either. They can just look at the schedule and the availability pops up. They can see for themselves. Oh, my cousin must be booked and it's no judgment, they're seeing what everyone else is seeing. Um, So that really helps too. I would definitely add that to a potential tool. Some of the calendar links like Colin, Colin Lee, Book.me, uh, Visita, V C I T A, Acuity, Acuity is one of my favorites that I use. There's all different ones that are out there. Contact me.com, like there's all different ones. Um, and most of them have a free version if you don't want to get into, you know, pinch and pennies because you're, you know, have other priorities. And then, of course, if you want to brand it and, and have it under your name and not have their logo pop up everywhere, most of them are as inexpensive as eight or ten dollars a month something like that and even cheaper if you pay annually so that's another thing to consider so we got our mornings for power up protected time do what makes sense for you and protect that time by having some kind of level system level one through four um, obviously anything above that is like you're bleeding on the floor <laughs> meetings pick a couple of days where you have those meetings you can schedule that you can control and preferably have them in the afternoon not in the morning so you can take care of those other more pressing things before you have to run around in trains, planes and automobiles and all that um, the noon time a lot of people ask me because I do a lot in a day I don't think and you know too much different than anyone else people ask me a lot around like well what do you do for your your noon time when your energy is going low I believe in very simplistic things you know not everybody works from their home not everyone has access to a miniature rebounder or, or trampoline or spin bike like I do and I can just stop and like jump on and, and get 15 minutes in to pump up my heart not everyone can do that but everyone can get a 50 cents or dollar bottle of bubbles. When you need to de-stress or just get away from what you were doing, stop staring at the computer, kind of recalibrate yourself, break out some old school kindergarten size bubbles. It makes a difference. You are deep breathing in and out, focus it so the bubble doesn't pop, you know, preferably for at least one to two seconds, which is kind of hard. It's really hard to not have the bubble pop. So you have to breathe out and breathe out slow and breathe out concentrated through the little um, bubble stick. I don't even know what you call it, but there are ways to really incorporate that. I also believe in naps. I am not someone who can take a 20 minute nap. That. Uh, makes me a little angry if I only get 20 minutes and Nikita is not a nice person when she's angry um, obviously so I try to have a nap that's somewhere between 35 and 45 minutes so if I can get that time I'd rather down a quick solid in 10 minutes not choking on it and use the other 45 minutes of my hour uh, lunch break to just take a nap Um, obviously it depends on the setup of wherever you are if you're in a safe place if you're in a car and you need to pull over again to a safe place if you're in an organization that has a sleep pod or some kind of lounge where you feel comfortable uh, just throwing on some some shades so you don't completely look sleep to the people walking by you Um, i know some people put on the the satin night mask at work you know you can get creative and it just depends on you know what's happening and obviously you want to set um, a sl- a sequence slow alarm that kind of wakes you up five minutes before the the full alarm goes off, just to kind of ease you back so you're not waking up really groggy. But naps help, bubbles help. Um, if you don't have any time for that, you're not going to go to sleep in a public place. You, you're not. You don't have access to your car. You're not at home. Then go for a walk. Sometimes that just the walk itself just energizes you, and you don't have to walk fast or try to break a sweat. I know many of us you know, barely bring flats outside of, you know, major networking days. So you just want to take a nice, easy breezy walk, kind of recalibrate, get your mind right um, and protect that time. Don't go on walks with other people. What I have found from a lot of clients is they will go with sister girl from down the hallway, you know, somebody that they have a a pretty decent relationship with, enough where they're just like talking about work, but you're talking about work. That's not recalibrating if you're taking your walk break for work to get away from it by talking about work, complaining about work, fussing about people at work. That's not helpful. Um, it's really important for you to have that time to yourself. If you feel like you don't want to be by yourself, then join into the audio community. Plug in your earphones and listen to a podcast that just makes you laugh. Or, you know, listen to Balance Boldly, obviously. Plug, plug. You know, listen to some YouTube videos. Uh, Turn on some Bruno Mars. Like, do something so you don't, quote unquote, feel alone while you're out walking. You're listening to conversation and music or talking. That makes a big difference. Sounds simple, but... I feel like simple wins all the time. The other thing that you can do, I used to do this back in the day when I was working at Children's Hospital Philadelphia and had really, really long days, crazy days, stressful days that were really mentally and physically challenging. I would go into the bathroom. I would choose the handicap stall because it was the largest stall typically in the, the organization, you know, bathroom I would put paper towel underneath my hands and kind of lean on the wall, and I would do wall push ups. Um, so I would literally do that to kind of like pump my heart, pump my energy up, and maybe get a little bit of stress out. Um, If it's wide enough, you can do some squats. I'm trying to tell you, you think I'm joking, but somewhere between 10 and 25 squats, especially if you're doing it at a a pretty fast pace, you feel that you feel the burn, your heart rate goes up, your energy, and you almost feel the same as if you punched a a wall or a bag or something, if that's what you would normally want to do, if you were feeling a little frustrated. So that helps. And my boundaries around that time, as I didn't necessarily share that with anyone, it was, you know, as far as they knew, I was just going to the bathroom. Um, And God only knows what people can make, whatever assumptions they want about what you're doing in there, though, they're not for the most part going to come bother you unless you're in there, you know, maybe more than 20 minutes or something. Um, And I would typically only do that for three to five minutes worth of time, obviously. Wash your hands, you know, even if you're leaning on paper towel, you're still touching a public bathroom. So those are another uh, few examples of what to do to, you know, wrap some time around just yourself during the new time. At night, it's your power down, the most important, which is why I typically start with this all the time. Nighttime power down. I know everyone is not getting up as early as I am. I know everyone is, you know, not dealing with stiffness and autoimmune and all kinds of other stuff that makes them need to do that. But your power down routine is super important and you have to protect it. I have a beautiful, wonderful ridiculous teenager who fortunately and unfortunately loves to bother me when I want to power down. Now I say fortunately because who doesn't want their teenager to like want to cling on them and love on them because at some point it just all stops and they don't even want to look at you or greet you when you come in right. So I'm fortunate in that aspect but the unfortunate is I'm like child leave me be get away from me. I'm just you know trying to wind down. So we have rules. Our rule in our house um, and your times can be different. You may or may not have have kids, but our rule is after nine o'clock, don't come in my bedroom. Period. Unless it is an emergency, do not come in my bedroom. So, of course, my child will test the limits at eight fifty-nine. She just like busts in the door, like it's not nine, nine o'clock. You know, she's just really ridiculous. Um, but that's who I'm raising. So, blame it on me and my husband, because it's it's really more his fault than mine. Um, but that's our rule. So around eight o'clock, I'm like lighting my candles, if it's a candle night for me, which most nights it, it really is, or I'm spraying some kind of lavender scent or something, just to get my senses prepared to slowly wind down. And it's about an hour before within that hour, I'm doing all kinds of things. I could be watching a little bit of TV, just subbing out, I could be reading, I could be listening to an audiobook, I may be listening uh, to, you know, a couple of um podcast shows or something like that. I'm just kind of winding down, but I'm still technically being stimulated by something. I'm not completely disconnected in that first hour. I'm just getting my senses ready to kind of calm down by starting with the scent. For me that matters. Um, and I, you know, that time isn't as protected. Like I said, my daughter comes in because it's kind of an early time, but it works a lot on the days that it, it works. After nine o'clock, it's just me and my boo. If my husband is not on my nerve, it's just me and him for that 9 to maybe 9.45, 10 o'clock time period. And for the most part, assuming that I'm not teaching a four-hour accelerated public speaking class or, you know, was on somebody's stage or working with a client, assuming I didn't have any of that stuff that kind of prevented me from being able to be in my room by 8, winding down by 9, you know, that kind of thing. We have our little hour time to, to do what grown folks do, to do whatever we're doing. I'm usually knocked out not too long after that. And he's usually off in his own world, going up our living room and everything is upstairs. So he's usually going up to lay down or, you know, to write or to watch some more football because he is not an early bird at all. I mean, he has to get up five o'clock in the morning as well, but it's not his preferred time of day. So he's his energy is usually winding up for the day. But I protect that time with rules that I share with everyone. I really don't check my cell phone after 10 o'clock at all. And the occasional time I do is because I'm just coming in late or whatever the case is. Like obviously there are exceptions. So I want you all to keep in mind that this isn't like a hard and fast, you're a horrible person, you don't keep good boundaries if you don't do this. It's just a reminder that you have to be strategic and deliberate when you need to you know, be more flexible because you're waiting to hear from someone who's in the emergency room, you wanna make sure they got home all, all right, or you just left someone's house an hour ago and you wanna check in. Of course, there are times for you to check your cell phone or to answer the phone or to let people kind of into your protected time, but that should be an exception, not the rule. To be unapologetically selfish, to push this selfish movement, It has to be an occasional exception that you put clear boundaries around when can someone break through this prot- protective barrier of my me time, cause you're protecting your me time. You have to be really clear about that in order for it to work. Cause if everyone can break through, if everyone's an exception, then it just becomes this free for all where you mentally told you- yourself that you have this thing, but you're actually not doing it. It's like the people who get the trap treadmill who swear they're gonna get on it and it just turns into a place where they like store laundry um, or they look at and tell people they have it, but they never use it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just be mindful about that. Um, and weekends, my last but not least, before we disengage soon, is weekends, bound around weekends. So I have been telling friends and family for years. And there, again, very few exceptions break through this. If I have to minister or you know, I'm asked to you know, show up at a funeral or some, something that was clearly you know, unexpected, then obviously I will break this rule. But for the most part, for the last few years, I stick to it. I do not attend more than two events on any weekend, not just a day, on any weekend. So if someone says, hey, I got a baby shower, they gave enough notice, sent me an invite. If I've said yes to this baby shower on said Saturday and I already know that I'm going to church on Sunday, those are my two events. I'm not doing anything else. I know, yes, I could leave so-and-so shower by this time to make it to the dinner by that time. I am not doing that, you know why? Because my energy capacity says that because of the type of week that I've had, which has been amazing and incredible, but very high level, I need to make sure that I have some bring it down time. Maybe I need to run some errands to the market, which is most likely on Saturday or the produce junction or, or whatever. Maybe I have to do some other family stuff that already is not calculated into events, but it's things that needs to be taken care of. Maybe I just wanna sit in the bed and put my feet up for two hours. Like maybe I don't wanna explain myself. How about that? So <laughs> I get very protective around that. It's pretty much one major event Um Two, if you count church, and I say church only because at our small church that we have in the city, we serve people after church. So it is not a typical two hour church day. It's much more extended for anywhere from five to six plus hours, which is, you know, a huge part of a Sunday for us, uh, which is why I count that. And again, very, very, very few exceptions will break that rule. Um, And I'm really clear if you I wanted to come to your shower too or your wedding too, but I've already accepted so and so and, you know, I will be happy to to mail you a gift or a card with some money or whatever the case is. I'm more than happy to do that. But I will not apologize for having um, protected my me time. So that's my encouragement to you guys is protect your me time. Um, I'm laughing, not that you can see it, but I'm laughing because I know last week I didn't kind of sign off with a little bit of gentle honesty, which is what I prefer to always do. My gentle honesty today is really um, just a raw recap with a very simple phrase. Protect your me time. You matter most. That is the (laughs) best thing that I can say for a little gentle honesty today. Um, And of course, I'd like to thank you all for listening and allowing me to plant seeds, positive seeds into your life. I really appreciate this opportunity. We're winding down on Selfish September. I can't wait until next week. It's the final one for this theme. We're definitely going to do this theme every single year, September being, you know, the new month for a lot of things, the new year for a lot of people, including myself. And it's not for religious reasons. It's just the time that syncs with with my body and my spirit uh september is a new month so I wanna definitely lead every month with that. And of course we'll infuse it in other ways. Thank you so much for all of you who have hashtag push selfish, hashtag balance boldly on your quotes and your memes and your 30 second videos. They've been pretty funny to watch so far and pretty inspiring. So thank you, please continue to do that because when we get ready to open up the Dreamers Blueprint and have our private Facebook community, we definitely wanna incorporate a lot of those things and encourage you to continue to share your really innovative unapologetic ways that you are stepping out and showing how you can be selfish um, in the new redefined way to make sure that you can be, you can have the energy to be selfless for other people. So I thank you so much for that. Um, As always, I want you to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly. See you next time.